In the Gospel, our Lord says, but that on the good ground are they who are in a good and perfect heart, hearing the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit in patience. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. So recently, Father McKenna recorded a show on Catholic Family Podcast. It was a rather lengthy show, an hour and 24 minutes. But one listener wrote in and gave his comment that pointed clearly to the fact that he had only listened to the first few minutes of the show and somehow thought that he knew from those few minutes the whole content of the show. Well, the commenter objected when this was brought to his attention that, well, I don't have time to listen to such a long show. And then Father McKenna rightly, I think, pointed out that one of the good things about technology, and in particular this show's format, is that you can always pause it and then come back to it later, listening to 20 minutes here and 10 minutes there until you've heard all of it. Or that you can listen to it in your car while driving or when doing the dishes. Well, I'm not criticizing that person. We've all said the same sort of thing at least once in our life. But I will say this, that it does show how social media and modern technology has changed man in a sense. It has, you'll notice, turned society into one of instant gratification. Oh, we know that the internet, it is an occasion of sin, for some a very grave and proximate danger of sin in which they should never use it, and for others a lesser one. But all of the laws regarding the occasions of sin apply there. But you most certainly know that if it's an occasion of sin for an adult, then it will be for your children too. And that's why we here at the school, we, we really try to tell the parents, don't let your children have those electronic gadgets, certainly not a phone of their own that's hooked up to the internet and all of those, because sooner or later, your children always do come across something that piques their curiosity, and that's all it takes to ruin a child's innocence. You know it, and you must admit it. But as I mentioned, all of this internet world has led to a society of instant gratification. Have you noticed, I remember when I was a kid enjoying some full-length movies, thinking of the cartoons, uh, some of those dinosaur cartoons, Land Before Time and other things like that, where they were full-length. Today, they make movies online that are 10 minutes long, and they are action-packed, intensely action-packed, from beginning to end, 
to keep you with it at all times. And then you're meant to flip to another one just like it and another and another. But it's all that instant gratification. Or do you have a question? Just Google it. Now, I grant you this, Google is helpful much of the time, but only when you're looking for a quick answer. But it's harmful too, because it does give so much false information. We've learned that especially the last four or five years. But it also does, has this effect that because of Google, many an intellect is never cultivated because he is not forced to do his own reading and his own research. Thirdly, all of the, these internet and social media platforms lead to a lack of discipline and certainly distraction from the important things. For example, and just ask yourself this, how many times have you, you're trying to, to get ready to go to bed and there you are under the covers looking at your phone and you say, well, lights out in about 10 minutes after I read this. And then before you know it, it's been a half an hour and then an hour and you're asleep or trying to sleep because you can't sleep because you've been looking at the light too long. But it's midnight or one o'clock at that point. It causes that lack of discipline. And that, those 10 minutes or that hour up later than you should be, well, it affects your duties the next day. It really does cause a lack of discipline. And just think of it too, and you should really think of it, in each one of your cases, how many rosaries are unsaid? How many sins have been committed? How much time wasted? How many graces not cooperated with? And how many, while we're at it, lents rendered fruitless because of our attachment to social media? You know, I was thinking of it. The internet is hell's way of answering the word of God. Now, if God is the sower, and he is out sowing the seed, which is the word of God, the internet, while it's not evil in itself, it is Satan's instrument of counteracting the work of God and, and choking it out of our soul. So may I offer a piece of advice, maybe a, a suggestion or two for Lent? After all, this is Septuagesima tide, and the church wants us to begin planning our Lent. Pick up a book. No, I don't mean on your phone. A physical book. Read your prayers from it. Read the life of a saint from it. Read on the virtues or something that helps you to better know and to better perform the duties of your state in life from a physical book. Some tips as far as spiritual reading goes. First, set aside time to read. And this is why I say to turn off the books. 
because, or rather to grab a book and to, because you are to turn off your other gadgets. Turn off the phone or put it in another room while you're reading or praying because remember this, the care of your soul, and you only have one soul, is far more important than anything that you will do on the phone. Besides, do you know that famous quote of St. Jerome, that when you pray, you speak to God, but when you read, God speaks to you. We let others talk to us an awful lot, a lot more than we should, while God never gets a word in edgewise. So how about putting that phone up? Secondly, reading and praying from a book rather than a device helps to eliminate those unnecessary distractions. I know I oftentimes pray my breviary on the phone or an iPad or something, but every time without fail as I'm doing it, text message after text message comes up, and, or maybe an ill-timed phone call or something like that, or maybe some ad, and it piques your idle curiosity and you, you get distracted from what you should have been doing, and you go down a rabbit hole of things that had nothing to do with the prayers you had started out with. It is a distraction. Or, and you can look at it this way, this putting the phone aside for Lent, turning it off. It is truly a mortification. We have been trained to feel that we must have that phone. Boy, I remember driving all the way across the country without a cell phone, and you had pay phones, and you had maps. You did everything without a phone. We don't need the cell phone. It will be okay a couple times a day during Lent. And this little mortification is one way in which the will becomes stronger. Repeated acts of this kind, denying the will, in turn strengthen the will to be able to resist other temptations. By every mortification, here's what you're doing. You are teaching it when it should say yes and when it should say no. That's what it, the purpose of a mortification really is. Okay, so maybe some of you still aren't game for this and you're not at the point of being able to shut off your phone or maybe for business you really can't at times. Well then, use a Catholic audiobook. It, I've been using that a lot recently. It makes for a good start to the morning as you're getting yourself ready to go out the door because it takes all of those negative thoughts or the worries of the day, what you have to do next, and it fills your mind with holy thoughts. And that's what everyone needs in order to, to go about his duties well so that they are pleasing to God. Do you need some motivation, perhaps, to read? How about this for starters? St. Alphonsus, he's a great one to read about. He says, 
Without good books and spiritual reading, it is morally impossible to save one's soul. That is very strong. St. John Bosco, looking at more the positive side of things, he, he tells us, only God knows the good that can come from reading just one good Catholic book. And St. Bernard of Clairvaux said, reading and prayer are the arms by which hell is conquered and paradise won. Now, I've said it many times from the pulpit already, and you know it by experience, everyone has temptation, and sometimes very violent temptations. Well, it could be to revenge, it could be to laziness, neglect of duty, or against holy purity, or, or against charity. Everyone has a temptation to which he is prone, and trials that he must endure for the love of God. Spiritual reading helps. It is the arms by which you conquer temptation and win virtue. If you tend to worry a lot, pick up a book on divine providence or interior peace. If you tend to impatience and pride, you could pick up a book on the sacred heart, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine, where there's actually a book, a short one called Humility and Patience, a very good book. Maybe you feel a little lonely or discouraged. Maybe your, tem te your tendency is to despair. Well, pick up a book on our Savior and his love for us. Maybe you just have all the time very negative thoughts of any kind, against any virtue. Well, one penitent came to St. Alphonsus and said that she always had temptations to bad thoughts. And his advice to her was, was this, to always keep a good book with her. He said, this is the shield against bad thoughts of any kind. That is good advice. Now, the reason we often fail in times of trial and temptation is because we lack the courage and the motivation needed. And we always find this courage and motivation in spiritual books. Now, our Lord, in the Gospel today, he warns us that not all who hear the Word of God Keep it. The Word of God, meaning either scriptures or sermons or spiritual books. Not all who hear it or read it keep it. He says, some hear it, but then the devil comes right away and he takes it out of their heart, lest they be saved. That is frightening. Some, he says, they hear it with great joy. They really like it, only to fall away at the first strong temptation. And a third class of people, these are so attached to worldly cares that the words of God are choked out. They hear the word of God, but then immediately go back to their work without thinking of what they had just heard. And the fourth class, 
hears the word of God and keeps it and bears fruit in much patience. And why is this? Our Lord tells us, because they have a good and a perfect heart. In other words, they have a desire to know the truth, to know what they need to do, and a desire to do what is right. Start there with your dispositions. And then from there, say a little prayer, because remember, to profit spiritually from spiritual reading is truly a matter of grace. You need actual grace to be able to profit. Say a prayer to Our Lady and to the Holy Ghost. And then remember the words of St. Jerome. When you read, God speaks to you. Make that act of faith. Read as if God were reading it to you. And say, speak, Lord. My ser- thy servant heareth. When you're reading, don't hurry through it like a novel, but if a thought appeals to you, stick with it. Turn it over in your mind, think it over, and finally talk it over with God. And then lastly, never put down your book without having first made a practical resolution. How can I put this into practice today in the here and now? Now, Lent is just around the corner, and I know you all. Not a one of you wants another Lent, after which you come back and say, well, I've done it again. I've not made good use of my Lent. I've wasted it away. Resolve now. Today, after Mass, to pick a book and resolve, furthermore, that during Lent you will put down the devil's spiritual book, you might say, the phone or the iPad, and that you'll read, listening all the while to the Word of God that he sows in your heart. May God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.